You know, it's been a really, really long time since the Bay Area was just set up for a great week, right? The death spiral that I keep on hearing so much about, it must be all around us. Well, let me put a little disinfectant of sunlight of what's really going on in the Bay Area. Number one, the 49ers are undefeated. They're 4-0 and they're looking good. They're looking like a Super Bowl favorite. It's Cowboys week. We just had Warriors media day, which means we're a few weeks away from watching the Splash Brothers try to win one more championship. Championship. What more do you want than that? Oh, how about the fact it's absolutely gorgeous outside, we got sundress conditions, and it's Fleet Week. Not bad. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show, Tuesday, October 3rd. It is great to have you here once again. Thank you so much for stopping by. We got a good one for you today, and we will have a very funky, a very soulful, VIP room on the AMP app when today's show is over and done with here on YouTube. So I hope you plan on joining me there. Man, these are good times. Good times all around us. I'm not even going to let the fact that I'm on the backup glasses today deter me from this good time. I had both the rubber, whatever you call these things on the glasses, the, the rubber things fall off of my old glasses, and so it's like two little metal pokey things. I'm not about to live through that. So we're on the backup glasses, uh, brought to you by George Kittle and Zenny. Uh, when I was at the station, there was a uh, Zenny promotion for all the hosts. If you needed a pair of glasses, Zenny would send you some. And this is what I got. I got some. I got. They're inexpensive. Notice I didn't use the word cheap. I'm doing free promo here for you, Zenny. Anyways, George Kittle, nice eyeglasses, good backups for sure. This is a really good time. This is a really good time. You know, the Warriors are trying to finish off a dynastic moment in time with as much dignity and competition as humanly possible. And I'm talking about like dignity, like they're, they should be embarrassed by still trying to hold this thing together. Let's see what this year looks like. Chris Paul and company are now with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they are old enough to go ahead and get an early bird special at Denny's or go watch a Golden Girls marathon. But, you know, experienced TV viewers appreciate a good Golden Girls marathon. Let's see if experience matters more than just raw athleticism in the modern NBA. That's what the Warriors are counting on. Raw athleticism and experience, a team that's done everything but win a Lombardi trophies on full display for the 49ers right now. They're looking to regain the Iron Throne for the first time in decades. We got, we got the Blue Angels in town again. This is just a great week, isn't it? This is a great week, seriously. By the way, if you see... Someone in full uniform, if you see a serviceman or servicewoman in uniform, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, this is the week where you don't be shy. You go up to them and you thank them for their service. Do it. It means something to a soldier to be thanked for their service. It's such a thankless job. Thank a soldier for their service. And if you got the means... Buy around, buy around for the men and the girls, uh, for the for the men and the ladies in blue, the boys and the girls wearing the uniform. Cheers to all of you. 
that's a sip of the day right there. That was perfect. I mean, and we timed this whole thing uh, with a, a a pot of coffee that was made about 35 minutes ago, drank about that much of it, refill it so you got a little room temperature. Now mixing with the still hot right out of the carafe coffee, and it has created a perfect blend for a, a an unquestioned sip of the day right off the rip there. Mmm. I had to go back in for another one. That one was so good. Man, things are good around here. And I'll tell you, one of the absolute strengths of my group of friends, whether it have been my group of friends from high school or my group of friends from college, one of the strengths that my group has always had was to enjoy the good times while they're happening. Don't don't let them pass you by. Don't be waiting for something that was supposed to be better than this. Then 10 years down the road, you're like, oh, man, those were the best years of my life. Why did I waste them by not appreciating them as they were happening? My friends and I relished our college experience, not after it, but while we were in it. This is a week that San Francisco needs. This is a week that I need. This is a week that I think we all need. A reason to go out, have a little, these are foreign concepts these days, but how about a little pride in your city, pride in your country, pride in your football team, pride in your basketball team. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds really good to me. I like being proud of things. By the way, I'm proud of this T-shirt that I'm wearing from Jax, and I'm proud that I got you a discount code. I'll give you that in just a little bit. But right now, I want to talk about Brock Purdy, who is someone that you should be very proud of. You don't have to be Mr. or Mrs. Purdy to be proud of young Brock, because what he's doing is really, it's without a comparison point. Throughout all of football history, it is without a comparison point. There has never been a guy so with such little regard throughout the evaluation process that he fell all the way to the last pick of the draft to find himself competing with the you know most Hall of Fame enshrined, highest paid, best quarterbacks currently in the, the group that he's playing in right now. It's, it's really amazing. Brock Purdy is incredible, whether you're looking at him from a who he's measuring up against amongst his contemporaries and then if you start measuring him up against a little NFL history, it, it gets overwhelming. And somebody told me yesterday uh, online, like, hey, Damon, slow down on this Brock Purdy enthusiasm. There is a very exciting thing going on here, but let's not try to project too much upon him. Here's the deal. I'm not doing projection radio. Well, I'm not doing any radio. I'm not doing projection YouTube. I'm not doing a projection broadcast. I'm not trying to sell you on what might be one day with Brock Purdy. It's kind of incredible to just look at what is. All I've been doing is updating what Brock Purdy has done early on in his career. And it sounds so remarkable that you think I'm heaping unearned accolades on the young man when I'm not. I'm just telling you what happened and what's happening with Brock Purdy's extraordinary. Do you realize right now he's got the NFL's third best completion percentage? Now, it it took him a 95% game to get there, but he had it. You know, you can't say, well, the Dolphins' stats don't really 
really hold much truth to them because they had that one absurd day against the Denver Broncos and everything's cockeyed. Well, including cockeyed Dolphin stats means you got to include cockeyed Brock Purdy completion percentages too when we're looking at this stuff. Right now, in the NFL, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, 74.8% completion percentage. He leads the NFL, followed by Lamar Jackson at 74.3. And then there's Brock Purdy at 72.3. What a completion percentage. By the way, right behind him is Dak Prescott, which means... We're going to take a first look at this upcoming Dallas game a little bit later on, and it's it's set up to be a heavyweight fight. It really is. By the way, just a little motivation for Brock Purdy. Not that I think he really needs any, but just a little keep it up, kid, because the rewards are great. Just for fun, when you look at that group alone of through four weeks of the 2023 NFL season, what are the completion percentage leaders? It's Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, and Dak Prescott. Just for fun, just for motivation, Brock, here's the company you're keeping. Josh Allen has a $258 million contract. Lamar Jackson has a $260 million contract. Dak Prescott has a $160 million contract, and if he is the Cowboys quarterback next year, is on the books for $59.4 million in 2024 alone. Brock Purdy signed a four-year, $3.7 million deal with the 49ers, including a $77,000 signing bonus. Again, you can't even buy a car for his signing bonus. Not a really good one anyways. He's got a cap hit of less than $900,000. Brock, keep it up. You keep doing this, son, you're going to get paid. And the 49ers are going to do great things. So, again, you look at some gaudy performances and you're like, well, my goodness, of course that guy's on top because of that. You look at how much Tua is always hunting Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle downfield. He's a big shot quarterback. Mike McDaniels has opened up offense for big shots, big plays. And right now, Tua is leading the NFL in yards per attempt at 9.6 yards per attempt. Now, you were told Brock Purdy's a dink and dunk guy, right? So he can't be anywhere close to the lead, right? Wrong. He's second in the NFL. Brock Purdy is second in the NFL at 9.1 yards per attempt so far this season. Now, we all know that the offense is generated by the concept of yards after catch, and there is a system in place that makes Brock's number that large, even though his air yards traveled usually isn't that large. But you saw him taking shots to Ayuk. You saw him taking shots uh, to Ray Ray McLeod. You saw him taking shots when Debo's back healthy again, Kittle. Uh, he only had one catch last week, but Brock is not just dinking and dunking his way to success. He's aggressive. He's throwing into tight windows, and he's doing it with incredible accuracy. So historically, what does it mean to average 9.1 yards per attempt in a season? Well, again, I just want to compare what that does historically. Now, there are 13 more games to go. 
There's a lot of football to be played. Uh, so much so, I'm going to tell you right now, there, there's really no way Brock is going to end this year with a 9.1 yards per attempt so far this season. But if he did, do you know that Joe Montana's best career year in yards per attempt generated 9.1 yards per attempt that season? Steve Young's best career year yards per attempt was 9.0. Peyton Manning's best career yard per attempt was 9.2, as was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, these are the best of the best. This is the inner sanctum of the Hall of Fame. I know uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't there yet, but he will be. And in those career years by those quarterbacks, let me tell you what that unlocks historically. Let's say Brock Purdy keeps this up, okay? I mean, let's say Brock Purdy ends the year with a 9.1 yards per attempt per pass. That that would be incredible. Historically, Aaron Rodgers did that in 2011. He was named MVP. Peyton Manning had his best year in 2004. He was named MVP. Steve Young's best year came in 1991. He only started 10 games that year, but that's the year that he officially took over for Joe, and next year he would go on to win the MVP. Joe Montana's remarkable 9.1 season came in 1989, and what do you know? He was the MVP. Brock Purdy is putting up a level of production that is on the one line of production by the best to have ever played in their best years winning MVPs. I'm not saying Brock's about to be an MVP. I'm not saying he's finishing with 9.1, but that's not bad for a guy who hasn't even started a season's worth of regular season games yet. Every single one of those guys was deep into their careers when they had years like this. If that doesn't clue you into something special going on here, you you don't want to buy the clue that I'm selling. So it really is incredible the start that the team is off to, the start that he is off to. There's been a lot of love for Christian McCaffrey, and rightfully so. But my God, Brock Purdy is doing things that only the greatest who have ever played did. Doesn't mean he's about to be one of the greatest that ever played. Let's not get there yet. Again, I'm not producing any projection. I'm just reporting on what's happened so far. If you're just joining us, welcome to the Plus. It's good to have you here today. I don't know what plans you got for lunch, but you cannot do any better than picking up a sandwich from Ike's today with nearly 100 locations throughout California and beyond. Chances are there's an Ike's near you. Open up one of your delivery apps to find out if they deliver to you. And oh, by the way, just open up and download the Ike's app to start earning free sandwiches. Delicious sandwiches. Now, I'm a French bread guy, but if you like the Dutch crunch, you go that route. I mean, no sandwich can be better than the bread that it's on. I think part of the key to Ike's success is how good the bread his sandwiches are on. And then the sauce, the delicious, everything. It's just so good. Get yourself an Ike's. Trust me, I'm overweight. I know these things. Trust me, you need to start betting with my friend Stefan. If you're not, you're not making nearly the amount of money that you would be making. Guess who had an undefeated Monday night football betting slate last night? My man Stefan did. If you are 
up and on bottom line bets with daily, weekly, and monthly subscriptions, a yearly subscription even being offered right now. If you are up on bottom line bets, you are up big time in your bank account, just playing the games that Stefan tells you to. Again, there's your ideas, they're his advice. If you're just following his advice, you are up huge right now on this NFL season, on this college football season, and I'm going to tell you, my man is a beast when it comes to beating Major League Baseball lines and we got playoff baseball happening which means now is a great time just sign up for a week at bottomlinebets.com right now take just sign up for a week see what it does to your bottom line because bottomlinebets.com wins and that's the bottom line baby I want you to go ahead and make those bets at mybookie.ag. Use promo code DAMON when you sign up. You'll get 50% deposit match up to $1,000. But you got to, don't just sign up like, oh, I'm signing up, Damon. No, you got to make a deposit. You got to start playing if you want to support the show. Uh, Sign up with promo code DAMON, D-A-M-O-N. And I would certainly appreciate that. And so would uh, mybookie.ag, a great fun place to go get all the props, all the interesting bets that you could possibly make. Go to mybookie.ag and sign up with a credit card that is approved for international use because it's offshore, baby. And we got one more new partner to tell you about, Jax in San Francisco. I'm wearing another Jax t-shirt today, an old San Francisco Warriors t-shirt. This has got the, the old headdress on it, the formerly sort of racist caricature has been removed. This was also used by a Bay Area high school. And this warrior shirt is exclusive to Jack's. By the way, the, like the shirt is actually great. It feels so good. It's a great t-shirt, incredible printing, unique logos. And Jack is now one of the outfitters of the Damon Bruce show. Whenever I'm wearing a Jack's t-shirt, I'm going to tell you about it. Very cool, very unique, very vintage, very historic designs. Check out their brick and mortar, uh, their brick and mortar shop on Chestnut Street, or go to jacksf.com. That's double S J A C K S SF.com. And when you make your purchase, there's a place to put a promo code. That promo code is Damon Bruce 10. Damon Bruce 10 is going to get you 10% off your entire online order from jacksf.com. Go ahead, start browsing their t-shirts. They're the coolest t-shirts you're going to find if you're a Bay Area sports fan. Don't take my word for it. Check out their website, jacksf.com. Even better, go into their store on Chestnut Street. He's got the coolest stuff there is. This thing is awesome, and it feels good. I mean, no, that's the thing. There's a lot of cool-looking T-shirts that are crap T-shirts. This feels so good. I love it. You're going to love it, too. Go to jacksf.com. Use promo code DAMONBRUCE10 for a 10% discount off your entire order. Yeah, baby. All right, we keep moving. Uh, I think David Lombardi is one of the smart guys out there all over the 49ers and team coverage. And he 
let go a couple things today that I wanted to share with you. Um, patience is a hard thing to preach anywhere in the world, especially in the world of sports. Like Patrick Mahomes basically broke everyone's brain, not just fans, but even NFL GMs. They want to draft a player that is instantly the best at his position going forward. From day one, you're the best in the NFL. That's, that's kind of a rare thing to have found. But everyone sees it, and then everyone wants it. Patience has been so eroded that without instant return, we've got people declared busts. Sometimes a little time is what needs to be baked into a cake of excellence. Okay? Time. Time sometimes really matters. And if you don't believe me, look at Aaron Banks. When Aaron Banks got drafted by the 49ers, he didn't even suit up. He didn't even play during his rookie year. He wasn't good enough to. He had to develop. He had to learn. He had to put on more muscle. He had to drop some body fat. He had to get stronger and faster and leaner and bigger all at the same time. And you know what? Right now, when you look at pass blocking efficiency rates, according to Pro Football Focus, He's the fourth best guard in football. Now, let's also acknowledge he's playing next to Trent Williams, but that makes him more of a target than it does just buoy or grow his past production stats, right? Aaron Banks right now has a 98.8 pass blocking grade which is the fourth best in football. He's behind Isaiah Wynn of the Dolphins, Robert Hunt of the Dolphins, Greg Van Rotten of the Raiders, and Quentin Nelson of the Colts, who's one of the highest paid guards in NFL history. Dave Lombardi goes on to say, I remember people calling, you know, uh, the, the fourth ranked guy on this list, Aaron Banks, a bust because he <gasps> needed time to develop. Aaron Banks has yet to allow a sack this season. He's only allowed two so far in his entire NFL career, which accounts for 774 pass-blocking snaps. He's only allowed two sacks. Guy's been playing fantastic. There is a knee-jerk element to the crowd out there that wants to sell you the concept of panic because, boy, people buy panic by the bucketful. Selling patience? Man, that sounds a little boring. Patience on its surface sounds like it's a slow process, so I'm not interested in anything that's slow. I want to deliver the immediate result of, this guy can't play and I'm declaring him a bust. There's a lot of idiots covering sports today. Welcome to one of the few who isn't. It's good to have you here. Thanks for showing up. David Lombardi's no idiot. I think he's one of the best. And again, he goes on to preach a little patience because now that the offense is literally producing performances that leave the biggest complainers with nothing to complain about, they're going to go ahead and turn their attention to the defense. And, oh, this defensive line, it's supposed to be better than this. And how come it's not this good? And Nick Bosa, he's only got one sack. And oh, blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. You'd think these people who've been telling you that, you know, black is white would learn that that's not the way it is. You'd think they'd learn their lessons, but these people don't learn lessons. They're just, they, they got nothing to contribute but an element of panic. So that's all you get. 
Should you be panicked about the 49ers defensive line? The answer is no. No, you shouldn't. Right now, they rank number seven in DVOA, and that's right about where you probably should have expected them to be because, as Dave Lombardi points out, this unit is undergoing a significant transition to a new defensive coordinator with new concepts. He's feeling out pieces. He's finding out who fits what situation the best. He got Nick Bosa very late in the year of getting ready for this year, so he's still figuring out what he's got and what wrinkles he can play off of him. There's a big feeling out process, new coverage combinations, all sorts of that's more complicated than just, there should be more sex. He said, we saw the same related trajectory under former defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. When D'Amico Ryans took over for Robert Sala, the 49ers DVOA sank to 20th in football in the early going. And look at how good they were playing at the end of the year. And the whole point is not for the 49ers defense to be peaking in the month of September's and October. The whole point is to be peaking in January, December, January, and February. Again, you'd think that people who proclaim to cover multiple football seasons would sort of understand a little how they worked. Nope. No, 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 there's not a lot of that. Patience. It's not sexy. But boy, it really produces results. So be a little patient. Remember, there were people who wanted you to be so impatient with what you were seeing out of the San Francisco 49ers. It was time to blow it all up. Get John Lynch out of here. Get Kyle Shanahan out of here. Get Brock Purdy out of here. Well, luckily, Jed York was a little bit more patient than some of the critics who were saying ridiculous things like that when they didn't even have real evidence to back it up. And look at right now, this team is on too many streaks to even count. Like, how would you like to evaluate your 49ers based on what streak do you want to just be enamored with right now? Because you got the choice of several, starting with the 49ers have won 14 straight regular season games. It's the second longest streak in 49ers history. Think of the bitching and moaning that's been done during the second longest streak in 49ers history. And then ask yourself, does that person doing that bitching and moaning really know what they're talking about? They've scored 30 or more points four times to start a season for the first time in franchise history. So there's another streak to admire. They have scored 30 and seven straight regular season games going back to last year. That's the longest for the 49ers since 1970. So there's another streak to enjoy. Christian McCaffrey, he passed Jerry Rice for most games in a row, playoffs included with a touchdown scored. That streak is at 13 games. Brock Purdy, just want to look at Brock Purdy while you're complaining about Brock Purdy while you're insisting that Trey Lance was better than Brock Purdy while you were saying the 49ers are fucking this whole thing up because of Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is now 9-0 as a regular season starter. It's the third longest streak to begin an NFL career. So there's that streak to enjoy if that's the way you want to do it. 49ers have gone streaking. What streak do you want? There's a lot to choose from. Follow whatever's to take your clothes off, get naked and go streaking in any one of, what do we have? One, two, three, four, five different streaks for you to be enjoying. It's unbelievable.
And oh, by the way, the 49ers and Chiefs are now co-favorites to win the Super Bowl at some books. They're both going off at plus 550. So not bad. Not a bad start to the year. God, things are good around here. You look at all that consistency and then look around the rest of this league and see how hard it is to be consistent in the NFL. It's darn near impossible. Uh, the four most surprising week four results now that week four has been laid down. By the way, speaking of laying down and dying, how about the New York Giants last night? Dude, the Seattle Seahawks are pretty good. Seattle Seahawks looking pretty good. NFC West looking more competitive than a lot of people wanted to say it would. Again, I guess you had to apply a little patience. The four most surprising week four results, though, now that all results have been returned, we got to start with the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are one in three, and what is really surprising is how much Joe Burrow is struggling, and there is clearly something wrong with him because this isn't who he is. Joe Burrow right now is the first quarterback in NFL history to attempt at least 150 passes with his team's first four games of the season and average fewer than five yards per attempt on those passes. It's not who Joe Burrow is. It's not who the Cincinnati Bengals have been since he's been their quarterback, unless something's wrong with him. And something is clearly wrong with him. He's not right, and neither are the Bengals. And if you were hoping, Joe Burrow, that your running game and Joe Mixon and company might bail you out, well, that ain't happening. And that's why the Bengals are really struggling right now. They don't just have a quarterback that's all fakakta. Their running game is all screwed up. They got the second fewest rushing yards in football. So the Bengals, who a lot of people said, yeah, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Could be a 49ers-Bengals uh, good old-fashioned Super Bowl rematch. 49ers are a maybe to go to the Super Bowl. Right now, the Bengals are a no-chance-in-hell shot of going to the Super Bowl. I thought another really surprising result from Week 4 is that, you know, folks, things usually end poorly or they wouldn't end at all. Bill Belichick took the worst beating of his 29-year-long head coaching career, a 38-3 loss at Dallas. Mac Jones looked bad. The team looks slow, and it's just not looking good for a guy who's been in New England for 24 years. You know, the plan was to get Bill through this year, give him that 25th season. At some point in that 25th season, he will... You know, become the NFL's all-time winningest head coach. And then you can say thanks for the memories, Bill. It's time to go. We'll kick you upstairs with a gold watch. I don't know if he's going to get that, that afforded to him by Robert Kraft. Things are not good in New England. Not that anyone is playing a large or small or world's tiniest violin of sympathy for the New England Patriots. Detroit. Where's my man Dan Campbell over here? Come on, Deese. Deese nuts. I mean, come on. Put them in your mouth and suck them. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. The fighting Dan Campbells are beaten ass. Kneecaps are in trouble. The Detroit Lions are three and one. They got a... Fuck everybody who doubted me. Jared Goff playing really good quarterback for them. They are fun. They're interesting. They're good. The Lions can play. 
I'm not ready to put them all the way up on that one line of NFC supremacy with the 49ers and the Eagles, but they're maybe the first on that two line right now in the NFC. If the Cowboys lose at Levi Stadium, they are that line. They are the best of the rest. And then, you know, just surprising results of week four. You got the Bengals. You got the slow burn of the beginning of the ending of Bill Belichick's career in New England. You got the surprise that is the Detroit Lions actually living up to expectations. And then in concrete proof at how you can go from genius to clown suit in this league, you got the Dolphins putting up 70 one week and then scoring only 20 the next. What a, an incredible turnaround. And the obviously the, the Buffalo Bills has something to do with that. So keep an eye on the Buffalo Bills. But this is a really interesting weekend of football. It's officially behind us now that it's Tuesday and Monday night football has been put to bed. And that means... It's almost time for a first look at the Dallas Cowboys. But a couple more things that I just got to get off my chest about this league. Number one, the Chicago Bears did not make the list of stunning results because they're too incompetent to be stunning. I am prepared at all times when the Chicago Bears are playing football to be kicked in my nuts and just left aching in the middle of the street. That's who they are. They are the ultimate dick kick football team in this league right now. Everyone has to go. Everyone has to go, including maybe even newly hired team president Kevin Warren. Like, I, I want new names and faces everywhere associated with the Chicago Bears. It's time for Virginia Hallis to die. Uh, McCas Virginia McCaskey to die. It's, it's just go away. It's time for a new everything in Chicago. The, the, the franchise has become the Cleveland Browns with better uniforms and fewer massages. Might as well rename the entire franchise the Chicago Jets. That's who they are. They're among the most bumbling, stumbling outfits in all of professional football. You know, even in years past, as the Bears struggled, they still maintained a level of dignity somehow, some way. Maybe we were making it up at times just to be nice. I don't know. But that dignity has completely been stripped from that franchise. They're a joke. They're clown shoes. There is a very, very thin margin between the haves and the have-nots in the NFL. But boy, the Bears widen that gap more than any other team. They really do. You ready for a first look ahead? It's Cowboys week, boys and girls. It is Cowboys week. Um, this is set up to be a hell of a heavyweight fight. Now, I do like the way that the 49ers match up against the Cowboys. When you put the two of them against each other, it changes some of the equation that these teams are bringing to this game in my mind. But here's what teams are bringing in. Again, I'm not going to compare you based on what I think you might do. Let's only talk about what you have done. Again, you got Brock Purdy with the third best completion percentage in football. You got Dak with number four. You got the fact that the 49ers 
have given up the third fewest points in the NFL and allowed the fifth fewest yards. The Cowboys have given up the fewest points in football and have allowed the second fewest yards on defense. The Cowboys have scored the fourth most points in football. They've gained the 11th most yards. Meanwhile, the 49ers, they're sitting at the third most points in football, gaining the second most yards in football. I mean, we got two good defenses two good offenses going up against each other. Both of these teams want to run the ball. The 49ers are third in rushing. The Cowboys are seventh. The 49ers at 14 and a half points allowed per game. That's the third best points allowed average in football. Again, you got uh, uh, the Cowboys sitting at number one. They've only allowed 41 points. The Cowboys are giving up 10.3 points per game, the fewest points allowed in football. You got Christian McCaffrey versus Tony Pollard. That is the first leading rusher versus the fifth leading rusher. This is a pretty good tale of the tape in terms of this looking like an even fight on Sunday night at Levi Stadium. You got Brandon Ayuk. He's the 11th leading receiver in the NFL. C.D. Lamb is the 12th leading receiver in the NFL. It's pretty impressive, right? Especially considering Brandon Ayuk didn't even play a week ago. All the NFL's leaders have played four games, except for Brandon Ayuk. He's only played three games, and he is sitting at the 11th most receiving yards so far in football. What's also impressive is that Debo is the 25th leading receiver in the NFL, and he didn't even have a catch last week. 49ers are cooking. And by the way, Jarrah. Jared Jones, he knows all about this, and he is saying all the right things on his Dallas radio show this morning. Uh, the Super Bowl goes through San Francisco, yada, yada, yada. Like, Jerry is not giving the 49ers a lick of bulletin board material, and he shouldn't. He should know better because the last two postseasons for the Dallas Cowboys have ended at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. Jerry on his radio show said a win on Sunday night football in Santa Clara would be inspiring. Ah, it'd be inspiring. Be like looking at all the oil coming out of a glory hole. Now, he didn't say that. I made that part up, but you know what I'm saying. The only thing that looks certain is when the Cowboys and the 49ers show up Sunday night football, Levi Stadium. We will be reaching maximum football. It sure feels like it. Again, what a week we're about to have. This is going to be a really, really fun week in the Bay. 49ers and Cowboys. We got ourselves the Warriors coming soon. It is Fleet Week. Again, buy a drink, shake the hand of a service member of the American military. Uh, that is that is a thank you, sir or madam situation. Whenever you see them, please go up to and thank a military member this week in San Francisco. Should you see them all out and about, thank God we avoided the government shutdown and they can come in and have a little fun. That's the last thing San Francisco needed, a reason to not have people coming, uh, another reason to not have people coming downtown. I'm going to tell you, if it's a beautiful day, uh, bring your family to San Francisco. You will have a gorgeous time watching the Blue Angels and an air show that is second to none. 
over the most beautiful backdrop and venue of any air show in the world, basically. I love Fleet Week. I can't wait to see if my son Jack can really handle it because at four years old, he's going to be excited to see the planes, but he's also going to be like, it's too loud. It's too loud. He's going to be, I can already feel him complaining about how loud the jets are. He's kind of like Ralph Barbieri. Let me tell you, Tom, I just, I don't like Fleet Week because, you know, it's just very loud. And here I am in the soundproof studio and I've got three inch thick glass. It's just, it's just rattling because these planes are flying so low overhead and I don't like it. I just, I don't like it. <laughs> hey Ralph, do you think the Bay Area should get an Olympics? Oh no, based on my traffic patterns, I would not want an Olympics in San Francisco. It's just, it's, the traffic is already too bad. I don't want that. <laughs> oh, miss that guy. Warriors Media Day yesterday, I put up a little video from Steph, a little video from Clay, put up a couple of YouTube shorts, and all I can tell you is that we're lucky to be getting them back. I can't wait for basketball to be coming back. It'll be happening soon enough. It's my favorite TV show. I love the, the Warriors program. I love that show. I love that show. Watching Steph Curry play basketball and Clay Thompson on nights where he's cooking and feeling it and nights where Andrew Wiggins is getting aggressive and nights where Gary Payton II is playing a little bit of defense. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, but nights where you got Trace Jackson Davis, one of the greatest Hoosiers of all time, suiting up. Oh, I can't wait to see what he looks like. Can't wait to see if he actually gets a shot to contribute. And then we got Chris Paul. We got Rudy Gay. I mean, some of these guys are old enough to be doing love boat cameos. That's where they are in their entertainment careers. But, you know, you would watch an, an, an old uh, Hollywood A-lister, now not quite an A-lister, doing a love boat cameo. And, you know, you'd be like, that, that Don Knotts was pretty good. Don Knotts was really good on this episode of The Love Boat, playing the guy whose wife doesn't really know whether or not she wants to be with him or Captain Steubing. And then Steubing will do something at dinner that makes her turn her full attention back to her husband who's being played by Don Knotts in this episode. And Don Knotts is kind of a charming guy. He's not just the goofy Mr. Furley over on uh, Three's Company. He, he's not just the sheriff of Mayberry. I'm working, I'm, I'm working in pop culture references that are lost among a generation of YouTube viewers. I apologize. I won't make any Rudy Gay starring as Peter Falk. I, I, I won't even bother with that. But if you like those vintage references, uh, you're going to love the vintage t-shirts at Jack's. Go ahead and get yourself one. Use promo code DamonBruce10 at checkout for a 10% discount. What I do like as I am uh, puttering around the house today, I got to turn all TVs on that I may walk past because at any point in time, you could have a situation breakout in a baseball postseason game and baseball's postseason begins in about, a, in about 15 minutes. We got Rangers at the Rays with a noon first pitch. This is West Coast time on ABC at 1.30. D-backs at Twins. That's on ESPN at 4 o'clock. Oh, no, excuse me. We got Blue Jays at Twins on ESPN at 1.30. Then it's D-backs at Brewers on uh, at, at 4 o'clock on ESPN2. Marlins and Phillies at 5 o'clock. That's going to be back on ESPN. What's really amazing is... 
how inexpensive some major league playoff games are around America. You can get tickets to go see the Twins or Brewers play a postseason. You get to watch your team host a postseason game today for as little as $9. If you want to go to the Tampa Bay Rays game, you can get in there for as little as $20. Now, Playoffs in Philadelphia mean something, so tickets start around 120 bucks, which is pretty normal for a playoff series. But uh, I mean, there's some bargain basement prices around baseball's postseason. Some of these smaller markets. Uh, all of Game Twos will go off at exactly the same time tomorrow on Wednesday, and Game Threes, if necessary, will all happen at the same times on Thursday. There isn't a shift in opening round playoffs anymore. All three games are going to be played uh, at one venue. I got to tell you, I'm rooting for Bruce Bochy. I'm, I am adopting the Texas Rangers for the next month, and I hope Bruce Bochy wins a World Series. That would bring me great joy. And it would just twist the knife for Giants fans. Just, ugh. And we could talk about that. We can get a little content out of that, you know? So we'll, we'll talk about that if that happens. But go Boach. Go Boach. So there it is, folks. I told you I'd never waste your time for a single solitary second. That is as good a 45-minute show about sports that you're going to get anywhere that isn't full of a whole bunch of, like, embrace, debate, fake, outrage, bullshit. We don't do that over here. We're just trying to be adults. We're trying to be real. We're not trying to pretend we know what's about to happen. We're trying to tell you, isn't this amazing that all this is happening while we get to watch it? These are good times. It's a beautiful day. Uh, tomorrow, it's official. We will eclipse 100,000 podcast downloads. So I want to thank everyone listening to the podcast for that. I want to thank you for tuning in on YouTube today. Stick around. We're going to get into Club Plus. And then I got a soulful playlist for you on this Tuesday afternoon. In the meantime, though, thank you very much for tuning in. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that... He is gone.